Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the uh, Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Special episode tonight for you. It's episode 30. 30 episodes in the first month, and uh, we're going to release this here. It'll be our last episode of uh, of month one. Tomorrow marks our one-month anniversary. We're going to have another episode for you tomorrow, but playoffs are starting tomorrow, NBA, and um, you know, we wanted to do a special NBA playoff preview episode and bring back one of our uh, one of our favorite guests, uh, Adam from Rips Cards. Um, if you didn't catch his first episode with us, it's episode 14. A couple hundred people have already listened to it. The guy is uh, it's a, just an amazing listen. He probably has the uh, the sickest Giannis collection in the world. Uh, check out his page. Uh, but we're going to talk tonight with Adam again. Uh, we're going to talk everything of from the NBA playoffs to his recent um, adding some vintage to his collection to diversify his portfolio. And if you stick with us till the end, both uh, both Andrew and I have some picks for you as well. So uh, we thank you for listening to us on uh, on a Sunday night, and uh, look forward to your comments. And pay attention; we got a whole bunch of giveaways as well. So thank you, guys. All right, guys, welcome back. We got a uh, another special episode here for you of Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh my! We got uh, uh, our favorite guest back here. I don't want to say that and upset any of our other guests. This, this kid, is, he's the wonder kid, right? So we got Rip's cards back on. I love chatting with this kid. You know, I made a joke that he was taking Giannis to the prom this year when he goes to a senior year prom, and I'm going to try to make that happen. So uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, you know, I have to yes, we appreciate you spending the Sunday night with yeah, us. Yeah, man. We, thank you very much. But, I mean, this kid, he – he, it, it seemed like everything he touched turned to gold. If you haven't listened to his episode, uh, if you're not one of the hundred and change or however many it's up to now, people who listen, go back and listen to it. It's funny because, you know, he's an early Giannis investor. And I asked him, I'm like, all right, you didn't just throw a start at the board and, and pick Giannis, right? You know, did you fail? Did you pick somebody else? And the first thing he tells me, well, I didn't just invest Giannis. I also bought Kawhi. And I'm like, no, like, have a, give me somebody else, right? So, um, so okay, do you mind if I jump in here? Yeah, that, please, go for it. That's top of mind for me. Can yep. we start there, Rips? Is it too late to buy Giannis? What have you seen from your bucks the last few weeks? Yeah. Um, well, first, whoever listened to my last episode, appreciate it. Um, obviously, all over the place, but it just shows, like, I'm just some kitty West fun with all this stuff. I'm not some crazy, <laughs> you know, computer investor guy. I just have fun with the hobby, and I hope it shows. For Giannis, I, the Bucks, I think in the bubble, they went three and five, uh, which is not great. Sometimes Giannis didn't play too much. They want to save him. Sometimes the team doesn't look too good. But I, I think, especially in the East, there's no no question about it. The East is much, much you know easier than the West. And much rather have the Bucks play in Magic than they are the Trailblazers because then it's a totally different story. So as far as the Bucks' playoff path, I think they're in pretty good shape, which means for me, I think Giannis himself is in decent shape. And his values are super, super crazy. I mean, at the start of the pandemic, his prison base dipped to like 1700 bucks from PSA 10. Now they're at seven grand and he hasn't even done anything like a 50 point game. There's nothing that's driven, that's driving it. Um, so I think to sustain prices, he's just got to put up good stats and make it far so we can lead a team and show that he you know has what it takes to be a leader and um, build his legacy like that. I don't think he has to win it, but I think a finals appearance is what it takes for him not to dip. That's my take. Um, and if he wins the finals or, or if he makes the finals, 
and brings the Lakers or Clippers to six or seven. You know, everyone's going to be watching. If he puts on a show, he'll go up, even if he doesn't win in all of my opinion, but he's got to make it there to sustain. Well, Andrew doesn't think he's going to make it there. And Andrew's also going to take issues. We'll talk about the basketball playoffs, and I'll let you go, Andrew. But I, we've talked about this. He, he's, um, he's not so sure that the East isn't stronger than the West either. So we can talk about each one. I've told him all, the West is a tougher place. Maybe one, one versus eight. I wouldn't want right. to face the Trailblazers either. Uh, right. but he thinks top to bottom. And I used to say the West is the powerhouse. Now he thinks the East is, is, has got some real strong teams. So God, let's, uh, let's hear you, Andrew, talk about the, talk about the Bucks path and whatnot. Well, the first thing that's top of mind for me is, do you guys think it's, you know, the teams that weren't playing well, the Bucks haven't looked good at all rips. They have not looked good at all. They've lost to some really bad teams. They trailed, they lost to the Nets. They were trailing the heat. Yeah. They were not looking good. But do you think it's the case of, teams like the Lakers, the Bucks, they're just going to turn it on because they're that much better? Or do you think it's going to be a little bit more momentum? I think that's a big question across the board that it, the, it applies to the Bucks, but I think it applies to a few different teams. Right. Um, I agree. They've not looked good, but there's <laughs> been a lot of, a lot of teams that took bad losses, teams that like maybe you wouldn't expect. Um, and it's tough to say, I know, you know, everyone always says there's LeBron and there's playoff LeBron. Um, and going on to, you know, with Giannis, I think that people kind of want to find a playoff Giannis because he wasn't there last year. I think that, you know, as far as East versus West goes, there's a lot up there. And as far as, you know, maybe someone like, you know, with the Suns, they went 8-0 and no one thought they'd, you know, do well at all. They're, the bubble was a little wacky as far as wins and losses. The Lakers took some bad losses. I think Clippers took one or two bad ones. So it, it's tough to say. I think that, when the stakes are high, like these guys like LeBron or a guy like Lillard, which is why it will be interesting, or um, someone like even someone like Siakam, they're going to try and turn on the Jets because, you know, they're fighting for everything now. And uh, they've been waiting so much longer than they usually would have to get to it. So it's going to be interesting to see. But as far as bad losses, I'm not as concerned as I would be as far as Giannis goes, just because some of the other teams took him too. So it's going to be interesting. You know, it's funny. We go into this not knowing where we're going to go. And uh, you've hit like everything. And we also don't know what we're going to call these things before, you know, we start them, the titles on them. But I, I always say in the middle of it, well, you just hit our title. And, right. and, 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 you know, where's playoff Giannis? Will we see playoff Giannis? I think is the, is the, is the perfect one. Right. And, and the Suns you hit on, you hit on that topic. So I guess, you know, to bring it back to the cards for a second. Right. So, you know, a couple couple of crazy prices. I mean, we've seen prices go up a lot, right? But we, we're still seeing them go up, which is, which is crazy. And we've also seen some go down, right? So I want to talk about three things with you, and, and because I think you're the guru. I don't care. You're the 17-year-old you're the, you're the Warren Buffett of this card stuff. So you're the, the, the oracle of New York. Thank you. Call, right? Thank so, you. so I'm going to ask you about three cards, and I want to hear what your thoughts are, right? So number one is go a question for, for, my, for my son. So I bought a Giannis PSA uh, – I bought a Giannis uh, – prism base uh and we graded it and it came back a nine and i remember when we got it back it was like six or seven hundred bucks and he's yeah. like wow this is my most expensive card and it got to like fifteen hundred bucks and i'm like mm -hmm. i'm like bud maybe we should sell it and he's like you're not selling my card no way it's my only honest card and i'm glad you know that he convinced me of that because then it went to two grand and now a PSA nine is like over three. I saw a couple sell this week for thirty five hundred dollars, and I bought it for three hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's it's just crazy. So that's number one. Like you know, we talked about Giannis, but the card value is is, is you know the ten is seven grand, does the nine, the eight. I mean, are these all worth money? That's one. Number two, Lillard. Have you seen what's going on with the twenty twelve PSA ten Lillard? I mean, last time I looked, and I haven't looked in I a have. few days, it might even gone up. What was it like thirty five hundred dollars? Might even be more it's, now. 
something like that. Insan insanity. But there's and, been crazy like someone like Giannis. He's someone like Giannis has tripled for no reason. At least he's doing it for a, a good reason. Um, Booker's been playing crazy, and Giannis really has. Giannis has gone up three times without even doing anything nuts. So I can understand Lillard in this crazy hobby. So Lillard, you think is more more it's more understandable because he's it's, it's performance based. Right. It's more justified. See, I at the you know last month I want to say early last month I sold my Booker. I had like thirteen Booker PSA tens, and they were just sitting here in this little drawer I have, and I kind of <laughs> had them and forgot about them. I sold them all for. 450 a piece and i was like wow these doubled in like two, they were 200 bucks like the week before that so they doubled and i was like all right the suns are not gonna do anything until you know maybe next year if they're lucky and so i sold them and i put the money into other stuff but now booker and that's the thing he didn't even make the playoffs but he's still tripled in price since i sold them now they're at like 1300 i think 1400 oh my god yeah but you can't um, look back man you will i've no. got a draw i got socks in it you got a draw you got six thousand dollars worth of Devin booker cards and you're able to deploy that into something else <laughs> So Absolutely. you think and, uh, so? So well, on the Lillard, do you think there's room for that to to drop more? If he, he, he have an early exit, right? He doesn't give the Lakers, you know, any real thing, and you know they get bounds really early. What do you think? You think people got to be careful with um, Lillard stuff? I this is by far the highest that he's ever been, um, and I think he's second to only Kawhi right now. If that, he may be. I don't know what Kawhi's are going for, but I think he's second to Kawhi in that year of Prism which would make him third in all of Prism General to Giannis. Um, but if – I love how – If I love he gets a couple – Yeah, that's a great analysis, so right? Because it, it's across multiple years too. But and it's also a great analysis, him. Rips, because I don't have a Kawhi and I do have a Lillard. And if, if Lillard is more than Kawhi, I, I'd be open enough if anybody hears this wants to give me a Kawhi in exchange for my Lillard. I mean, so it's a great way of thinking about it. Uh, right. And it's, it's very interesting because it's guys who are, you know, around the same age. And Kawhi is a very solidified resume. And now we're buying Lillard around the same price as Kawhi, hoping he has a slim chance to, make the, to even make the finals, then to even win it. I mean, people are buying – and this is what the whole thing has been, why everyone's going up. People are buying so much out of excitement um, that they're, you know – Giannis doesn't have a championship. I don't think his base card is justified at seven seven thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars. But they're buying it the excitement that he can win it and get closer to that LeBron Chrome or something like that. But as far as Damian taking an early, uh, early uh, exit against the Lakers, I think it's probably going to happen. There's a chance that Lillard. Where it gets interesting to me is if he averages forty eight points for the series and they still lose because uh, yeah. something weird like that. Which he might because I mean what um, did what did he end with forty something fifty one sixty one I mean his last three games he averaged like fifty something points. If if he somehow beats the Lakers, that is where something gets like, scary, <laughs> crazy because because then he's because then the next round looks realistic when he's playing Houston or Oklahoma City and they can make the Eastern Conference Finals and things would get out of hand. Uh, but I could see him. I could see him taking a dip if they don't win just because of all the excitement of them right now and all this hype right now. But if he somehow pulls something off, it's going to get wild. All right. So I, that was, go ahead. I got a third, a third card though, Andrew. So let me just really quick, right? Zion. So we talk about two guys who've gone up like crazy, right? But what do you think about Zion's cards? Cause there are people out there who bought a bunch of them and I know his base, let's talk about his base prism 10 mm -hmm. was hovering around a thousand dollars when the bubble started and when he first came in and, you know, got good. Right. I, mean, I think it might've even sold for more than a thousand, but, now, what, Andrew, you follow this stuff. What is it, about five and change now? It's, it's, it's in the 600s, but it, the bottom 600? did fall out for a few few days there when people were kind of – it was the closest I've seen to panic in a long time. But I also think it has to do – Zion hasn't looked good. I right, think yeah. guys like Booker – so what I was going to just say is guys like Booker and Lillard, 
Booker's price hasn't dropped. It's his prism PSA 10 steps staying around that 1300 mark, even after they were eliminated. I think people are still have that memory of how well he performed. Zion hasn't looked good. And I th- don't think people are deceived anymore by his 24 points on eight of nine. He can't defend. He can't move. So I think that has something to do with it. So what do you think, Adam? Is Zion a buy during the offseason, knowing that people are going to get excited for him in December when he's starting up? And why not? What do you think? For Zion, it's interesting because some people think he's LeBron and some people think he's Greg Oden. Um, I'm kind of <laughs> – It's a great, really it's a great analysis. <laughs> it's I, great. I'm not – I'm not huge on him. I have one that's super cool and unique to me, which is a hiring card. I'm just going to hold it and hope if he, if he doesn't pan out, things could be worse if he does. And it's a big one for me. Yep. Um, Smart play. I think the, I think the only way that I would invest in him is knowing that sooner to the season, people are going to get excited again. Yeah. Uh, because right now, like I said, I, I believe everything's solely, you know, been going up because of the excitement of it. And when people see Zion, like, you know, not being able to get down the court super well, maybe not shooting great, the whole team doesn't have much chemistry or they don't look good at all. People, they lose the excitement of him, you know, doing incredibly well. And even with someone, I'm not huge on Durant either, um, but again, I'm wrong all the time. As far as Durant goes, he he's out of the playoffs. So the fact that people can see that, you know, Morant could lead the team at least almost into the playoffs or essentially into the playoffs with help, but, you know, essentially lead the team more than more than others, and still put up great stats against Portland in that game and, like, a, a very pressure-filled game. People gain confidence in his ability, and they'll be excited for next year, and they know that he can lead a team. If there was more excitement with Zion, or if they at least made it into a playoff, a play-in game, or just something where it gives something people, like, where people can be excited and know that, like, oh, wow, like, this kid can really play and he can really take it far. He just didn't really show enough for investors to really feel super confident in his, like, ability to you know, lead a team yet. Maybe that's where I'm going with it. But no, it makes sense. Like when I was watching Ja as opposed to Zion. Yeah. I know, you know, it, it leans him more towards Greg Oden because Ja is the Durant, right? I mean, and you know, I'm, I mean in, I'm, in, I'm in no way. I mean, I know Zion's crazy talented and, you know, all these crazy recruitments since high school and all this, but it also, the expectations are so, so high where even if you have a very solid rookie year and you still put up great stats and have some great highlights and, you know, all that, even if you it just – it takes so much for him to go up in price just because of the expectations for him. You Whereas can't someone... be down on him more than Andrew is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Will... <laughs> Dude, Zion was my first guy. Zion was my first. You know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing we're all speculating. Yep. And yeah. what I spent this last week doing was diversifying. So if just maybe two, three weeks ago I was an all-modern prism – now I have a little bit of vintage, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of modern, a little, little bit of Kobe, a little bit of Shaq, because I don't want to be stuck exposed depending on how one guy plays in this four to seven game series. So I think if there's one value to the audience, while there's still some upside on the prism that you bought, there's still some upside on some of these more risky investments. I would look at a little more vintage, a little more baseball, buy a few quarterbacks, NFL, just so you could kind of spread out your risk. That's what I'm hearing. I, it's funny you say that because I know I just saw a post from Rips. And if you haven't seen it yet, guys, check out his, his Instagram page because I know he just did the same thing. Um, he just bought a whole bunch of vintage, probably with uh, you know a percentage of his sales on some recent uh, stuff. So I, I, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Tell us about your vintage buys because some of that stuff's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's I, I love vintage. Like I think I said it last time. I love how every player has one card as opposed to you know Zion's three hundred different rookies and three hundred different brands. It's just one card, low pop compared to the guys now, obviously. So I like the hunt behind it, and so I decided to you know 
once I sold, you know, Giannis stuff at the in, in mid March at the start of all this dip, sold it so cheap because I thought everyone would be selling and everyone was selling. They wouldn't be playing for X amount of time or something like that. So I bought a ton of vintage. And the reason wasn't necessarily only for security, but because it didn't make sense to me how Trey jumped from two hundred to five hundred dollars a base. A per base card when he's not even playing in the bubble or anything that was within the pandemic so i'm looking at trey like how does he double in a month when you know will chamberlain over the past three years um so i thought it was undervalued and i bought a bunch i'm gonna ask you a question on that. I mean, if you can hear me adam i'm gonna ask you a question mm-hmm. ready so you got people come into your room or you got you know you i know you're the furthest thing from a show off right you're not opening up your sock drawer and showing people the 15 right. uh you know the 15 Devin bookers you name it but I know your friends know some of your collection. You know, your close friends. You have, you have a friend mm-hmm. who's almost about who buys Bowman and stuff, right? So, so do you get the same wow from people your age, people in your generation? I know their wow when you show them your Zion, you show them your Trey, yeah. you show them your Giannis. Yeah. When you show Wilt Chamberlain or Bill Russell, do they care? They they don't, and I'm same like my own parents. They don't understand how something, how this piece of cardboard could be worth, you know, this massive amount of money. And I'll get back, I'll get to the part with my friends. But we had some family friends over for a barbecue outside, and the dad was like, he's a big basketball fan, he's a basketball referee. So we came upstairs and he looked through some of my cards, and I showed him uh, my Giannis Gold Prism, which is a huge card, and I told him like what it's worth, and he's he's like it's puzzling, and I understand it just because. It's, you know, a piece of cardboard with a 25-year-old guy standing there. Uh, or <laughs> at the time, 19 years old or whatever. Uh, with my friends, I, I try – I, whenever I talk to people about it or, you know, I, I simply say that it's investing – it's it's like buying a stock in an athlete. Um, so, obviously, when you're buying the Wilt, it's going to be more of a steady stock. And when you're buying a Devin Booker, it, it could shoot up or it can, you know, drop down. And there's always more volatility with, you know, riskier stocks. So that's kind of how I try to explain it. And it helps rationalize it a little more just because it puts it in a more realistic realm. But they, none of my friends really know. I, I won't show any, like if I show them something, they'll have no idea of a $5 card from a $5,000 card. Right. Uh, so it doesn't shock them because uh, I don't, they're not educated in it really. So I, I, you know, if they showed me like a $6,000 shirt as it compared to like a $12 Hanes shirt from Marshall's, I probably wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, but less, it. it's more the excitement factor, right? You know, like what's what's driving people buying this stuff, right? Everybody wants to get in on Giannis. Everybody wants to be on Luca. You know, this, you know, vintage just doesn't have that. There are two sides to the coin, though, right? I mean, vintage is steady. Um, and while Will Chamberlain's not going to go out there and put up uh, 80 points in the bubble like some right. of these young guys could, and you have that flip, he's also not going to, you know, tear his ACL or post something that you shouldn't right. post somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, your, your points take it. It's, it's, it's a much steadier thing. Andrew, we still have you? You um, do. I just went on video. Oh, I took okay. video. Off so we have the uh, – so yeah, we get some I'm more on next team Wi-Fi, and, and I want to keep this show rolling. <laughs> yeah. A ton, of, ton of value. I'm hearing just, you know, for me, I was nervous having a ton of profit on the table. Like, I just saw uh, a post – in January, the Topps Chrome, which uh, of the LeBron was $2,000. Now it's 15000 For me, I think with vintage, you just feel a little bit more comfortable putting your money in there. Sure, it might not appreciate over as quickly, but it's also not going to have the highs and lows. I- I've really enjoyed having that, that in my portfolio the last week. It, the vintage is appreciating too. So that's the funny thing. You wouldn't think it would, but it is. I mean, that, you want to talk about some of the stuff you bought? I, I'll I'll give it a couple examples, but when when I bought vintage, it was it was um, you know really for security and you know a stable investment. I didn't think it was gonna 
skyrocket like it has and it's weird because it took 60 years for people to you know really want a Will Chamberlain rookie for their for investment purposes not just for a collection um but for example and on I bought a Wilt 7 rookie for um seven thousand dollars and at the time 1961 Fleer right the 1961 Fleer 61 Fleer Wilt rookie PSA 7 beautifully centered uh and so at the time, off-centered ones were going five grand, uh, and the nicely-centered ones were going for around seven. And there were no really super nice ones on the market, so I found one on Instagram, and I got it for around seven. And now a very similar one, $7,000 for it. And uh, now a really nice one on PWCC, it has like five days left, and it's at 19000 And I don't know how that happened or why out of 60 years, there's a one-month span where everyone decides to want it. I bought it thinking maybe in a... Uh, you know, a year, it could be 10 and I'll be happy. But now there's really no end in sight. And there's still, I, I get DMs from people saying like, how do I get into it? Or like, what's the stuff to buy? But it's just so there's really nothing available and people are snatching things up when they get listed. It, it's crazy. Uh, like literally there's something will be up for 20 minutes at like the last eBay sale and then it'll get bought. And then, you know, the next one's a little higher and it'll get bought. So it just but I think it's still well. PSA seven, then a LeBron Chrome rookie. Uh, just because so, I feel like it's a cooler card and it's harder to find all that. Let me ask you, Adam. Just because most yeah. of our people who are listening to this are not going to be able to buy a PSA seven will nineteen sixty one, maybe the in action version. But um, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like two part mm-hmm. question, right? So, so you still think people should be getting yeah, yeah. the vintage now? And if you do, because obviously you've researched the prices on these like crazy. What's a good you know entry? for them into vintage, right? So is it still buying those top guys, the Wilts, the Bill Russells, um, at, but trying to get in it at like, you know, a, a PSA 4 level? I mean, mm-hmm. it's the 57 um, Bill Russell, the 61 Fleer. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? Are there any guys who are who haven't bounced yet, you know, like Oscar Robertson or, you know, yeah. just I'll shut up, go for it. Give us some ideas. <laughs> really, all of the, like, the vintage, vintage stuff has gone pretty crazy. Like anything 57, not... 57 tops stuff like that um but i'll show it on the camera you won't be able to see it this is a stockton psa 10 it's a 1988 fleer john stockton and it's it's pop is like 400 something or 500 something it's really his fifth year card he's played four years before he was drafted in 84 but it's his first like produced card of his so i bought five of them when they were four to five hundred bucks a piece because lucas was 1500 and i was like why is you know, one of the greatest of all time, like the the most assists in NBA history, going for a fourth of what, a third to a fourth of what Luka Doncic is worth as PSA 10 when it's also pop 11,000. And this is 10 times rarer. He's more stable. So I, I tried to, and I, I have, I did the same with Reggie Miller, not with 10, but on nines, just because a nine was, I think I bought like 10 of them for 130 bucks. I also bought some eights for like $34 each, just because those are legends and their rookie cards were still so cheap in eight, nines and tens. Um, and I still think it's the same way if you, and people are pay, starting to pay more attention, but someone like Moses Malone, Kevin McHale, guys who have good resumes, they have championships, guys, even like a Bob Pettit from like, I think it's 57, uh, guys who've won championships and have a legacy, they're eight to nines and there's still a, a couple out there, uh, went for, went probably doubled in the past two months, Be, even if it's doubled from 40 to 80 or 60 to 120. Uh, I think it's about finding someone who 
hasn't gotten a lot of attention compared to modern guys and who, you know, like 99% chance will have a better career than these modern guys and trying to find some, you know, making 20 offers on eBay for 20 bucks each and seeing what they get. Like I on Stockton eights, I think they're, I, I think I pay like 30 bucks a piece, but I offered on literally every single one, whether it's listed for a hundred or if it was listed for like 35 and just bought like whatever I could for 30 bucks each. So if you see someone who you think, could, and there's still a bunch out there, um, who haven't really caught up yet, I think it's a good move to do, even if it's just seven, eight, or nine. Or if you want to go older vintage, some of these people may get on to collect sets and want to complete sets. Um, so any, I think there's really not too much downside for vintage as long as the guy. Uh, and even if, like, I, I wouldn't recommend, like, I have someone named Rich Gearin or something. It's like a 1948 Bowman PSA 5, and it sells like 400 bucks. But I don't really like something like that is for set collectors and not really. And there's no one that out there that really PCs rich urine from 50 from 48. <laughs> uh, so I'd stick to guys who have who have resumes more than anything else. I like it. So I mean, the play from uh, from Rips here is go vintage to kind of diversify your collection, like uh, like Andrew's talking about. And uh, when you do, you don't have to buy PSA tens, nines, eights. Just some of these cards don't even have PSA tens. There's a play there too to make in vintage. Instead right. of buying a, a PSA 8 or a 9, buy a PSA 7. You know, there is right. that elasticity, right? When the 10 goes up, the 9 doesn't always follow right away, but it does pull up. Same thing with the 8. So we could definitely talk yeah. about that, right? Um, and we, we had a little post from Jeremy that Andrew uh, uh, posted on our story. It's about the same thing. Um, but, you know, right. find a guy you like. Find a guy who has that resume. Find a guy who's a top 100 all-time NBA player, maybe. You know, find a guy, you know, Jerry West, you know, I mean, there's another guy you didn't mention. Find, J- you know, Jason Kidd, like just people like that. Jason Kidd. I don't know if I'm going to call Kidd vintage. Uh, well, no, my I, son I, knows I, who he is, but. Yeah, I looked up, I, it like, I don't know if I consider the Stockton vintage either, but I, I went through a list of like top, top 100 players of the decade or in the 80s or 70s, just find guys who are still like, oh, they're rookie cards. Bernard, someone, I'm not saying invest in Bernard King, but a Bernard King raw rookie is like $8. Yep. Uh, and no, if there was sense. a guy that, if there was a guy right now that was as good as Bernard King, his rookie card would be like four grand. <laughs> so it, it's interesting. I want to ask you, what, what are you seeing going into the playoffs, right? So you, you know our listeners really well. We've provided mm-hmm. them picks across the board. What are you seeing? What are you feeling that our listeners, you know, could action on, would add value to them? Yeah. Uh, I think that, well, I, I printed out one of these brackets to look at and kind of write my thoughts out. I think that the Boston versus Philadelphia is a very interesting series, and it would be so much more interesting if Philly had Simmons, which doesn't look like they will. And the the Houston versus OKC one is very, very interesting too, because that's also uh, Shea, Shy, who's done crazy increases. And then you wonder for Houston, who's going to guard Stephen Adams, uh, stuff like that. I think if there's any, if there's even anything that's close to an upset, the, whoever is leading that upset is going to take a huge bump. So if you see you know, if you see Gary Trent Jr. hitting, like, some big shots against the Lakers, I mean, his stuff's going to go crazier than it already has. Or if there's, if there's an underdog where you think that you can find a player that's going to increase the value, I mean, you really can't go wrong as far as, you know. And when, when I was buying Giannis, I was just going with what, you know, I believe could happen. Obviously, I didn't know he was going to be as crazy good as he is. But if you think, or I think it's on the Clippers, like Terrence Mann, if you think he gets playtime or something, he's so cheap. Anyone who you think can make an impact in the playoffs, it, it seems like you can't go wrong. What I'm a bubble, is- bubble baby. I still think the Clippers are going to take it. I, am, I do think, and I, I'm hoping that Milwaukee plays against them. Uh, I think my two favorite first-round series is going to be Boston-Philadelphia and Houston versus OKC. 
Uh, also, crazy bubble play right now has been T.J. Warren. I don't think he's going to, you know, do nearly as well and put up 50 against Miami. And I'm sure Tyler – I'm, I'm sure uh, – that he doesn't want Tyler Hero to uh, take a dip like that either. So I don't think Warren's going to do too well. Uh, so I think he'll see a big bump once he exits just because the excitement will be over. But, you know, you never know. And I'm sure there's going to be some crazy performances and stuff like that. So your prediction is Clippers-Bucks. And who wins? I I say I have Clippers and six on that just because I, I don't Ka- – Ka- and I have to face it. Like Kawhi, you know, with Siakam Ka- – Kawhi and Siakam last year took down the Bucks. You know, they, I think the Bucks on a – three one or two two or whatever it was um but now that he has paul george he has harrell he has um you know it's just gonna be so tough to see the clippers the the lakers clippers can be a very good matchup but i think the clippers are gonna be tough to stop i like it i like it andrew you got anything else i mean we keep it we keep it short with uh with rips we got his predictions we got his thoughts on vintage we know where uh you know what he thinks about Giannis cards you got anything else (laughs) I love it, man. No. And we want to keep it short and sweet this Sunday. You know, we have a big week ahead of us. It's our one-month anniversary. We're doing giveaways all five days. Uh, and we just want to bring a short, sweet playoff preview to you guys to to add value, to hopefully give you some plays to action on. Uh, that's really it. Yep. And so, listen, a couple things. Check out Rips. Rips, tell them your, uh, your Instagram. It's at Rips Cards, R-I-P-P-S Cards. Uh, shoot me a DM or something. I have a bunch in my request, but I'll, I try and get to everything I can, or if you have questions or whatever. It's got some amazing vintage cards, recent pictures you just posted. Uh, you know, you. Both Rips and our podcast got a little uh, noticed by uh, by Gary yes. Z today and, and the last couple of days as well. Gary said how uh, you know he's amazed by uh, by Rips collection, and uh, that's why that's got- why I have. That's where all my requests came from. Yeah. So well, I got to get to those sometime. We uh, we also we also got a little shout out in his stories today for the podcast. So uh, you know, I've got a bunch of messages today saying you know you got to take care of our original guys because already the cards we recommend disappear off eBay in the first hour. People you know they play yeah. it and then boom they're all gone. He says forget about it now. How am I supposed to get them? But uh, like you, know, that's, you have to subscribe. So I told him you got to subscribe. I said subscribe, but more importantly, listen to the end because I'm going to give you one. Even though it's a basketball preview, you ready? I got to play. I got to play for you guys. Just a quick, the guys, the guys will love this. You can put a couple bucks on it and see what the story is. While everybody's <laughs> talking about basketball playoffs, including us, while everybody's talking about the baseball and Tatis leading the major leagues in home runs, you know what I'm talking about? I saw, I saw a couple of snippets today from football training camp. No one's looking at it yet. We've given you a couple of cool plays. I got one more. You know how much I love those wide receivers. I've given you two already. I gave you DJ Chalk. And I gave you um, uh, Slayton. I got a third one. All right? And you guys tell me what you think. I know this is not your bailiwick, either one of you, but it doesn't matter. Because even if you tell me I'm wrong, I'm right. It doesn't Go make for it. It is Will Fuller, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Because his Prism rookie cards are four, five bucks. Literally nothing. And he is the number one, unquestioned number one wide receiver for Deshaun Watson now. You got no more Hopkins there. He was traded away. And we also the kind of numbers that Hopkins was doing. Deshaun Watson has to throw it to somebody, right? Yeah. So, so this guy, you know, I don't know, week one is going to have four touchdowns. I don't know, week two is going to have two, three touchdowns, whatever it is. But when that happens, and it's going to happen and probably early in the season, as long as he stays healthy, that prism card is going to be twenty dollars instead of four or five. So there's my pick for you. It's just one of those things I was I was looking at uh, this week. Say this guy's too cheap. So want to throw one in case you listen to the end. You got to you got to pick now. Scramble to eBay, 
<laughs> Make sure you subscribe and go ahead and grab well, Let me jump on top of that. Let yeah, me jump please. on top of that. I have a play. I was, I was going to use it tomorrow, but I'm going to use it today. Uh, if you want to stay modern NBA, I would take a really hard look at Michael Porter Jr. Optic. You can get those for 10, 15, 20, 25 bucks, depending on the centering. Graded, that's a PSA 10. Uh, graded PSA 10, that's selling for 300, which, so I, you know, you guys know me by now. I love multiples, but I actually think he's going to go off. I don't think, I, I think Utah is going to be run train on, pardon my French. Uh, <laughs> and I think Michael Porter Jr., man, he's going to be the scorer that they needed. They have Jamal Murray back. And a Michael Porter Jr. for 20 bucks when Luca's probably going for 120, 125 for just right. the base, I think that's a steal. And I, I think that market's going to catch up really quick. What do you think and of Michael Porter Jr., Adam? Uh, just quick off what Andrew said. If you do look at the optic ones and you do plan on grading them, be very careful on centering because they, they both grading companies have cracked very hard on the centering grades. Uh, but MPJ, I, he's, I, I was scared. I don't have anything of him because he's, he's pretty fragile. I have a bunch of um, – or he seemed, he seemed to be fragile, I should say. Right. Um, and I, I have a bunch at PSA right now. It's just that it has sitting around. I paid like two bucks each for. I think I have 25 of them there that I'll probably get back in like March 2026. But um, I, I think the way he's been playing, all he needs is, you know, a 30-point game or a, a playoff win, uh, a playoff round win, rather. And the Nuggets look super good, and they can take a nice run. So it's, uh, I think he you know, sustained pretty well. I love that, you know, I may find one or two here. He, I, you know, I just had 25 or so of Michael Porter <laughs> Jr. just laying around. I love it. I absolutely love it. I've been doing a little a little um, research on Michael Porter Jr. because he, he's an anomaly to me. I think what's going to help with his um, fragility or whatever the word is, he doesn't, <laughs> have play, have, doesn't have to play inside as much. You know, Jokic is in there. He's, he's staying on the perimeter and shooting. So as far as being injury prone, I hope that helps him, right? He's not someone that I think he's going to be going to the rim a lot. I think he's going to be either pulling up for three or just getting to the mid-range, which, which really favors longevity. Right. Well, yeah. I'll be the lone holdout on Michael Porter Jr. I think he really is fragile. But I've been wrong. I've been wrong <laughs> for the last uh, couple weeks on him. We'll see what happens. I don't wish for anybody to get hurt. But absolutely not. Love it. All right. Thank you, guys. A little Sunday edition NBA playoff preview. This is going to be fun. This is going to be so much fun. Like, the games are at 1 p.m. tomorrow. That's college and, basketball. Yep. It's, I also love how the viewing pleasure of watching a game hasn't really changed much for me as compared to with fans. Um, they've done a great job, and I still love watching it. I, I agree. Quick one here at the end. Rips, what do you think? Mello versus LeBron. I know it's really Lillard versus LeBron, but what do you think? Yeah. You think Mello has a good game there? What do you think? I think he could. It's going to be a fun series to watch. I don't think there's been a Mello versus LeBron matchup, so I'm sure – you know, they'll be going at it. Uh, and maybe, you know, they do some cool ISO when Melo hits some big shot or misses some big shot. So it'll be fun. But I, I'm excited to see Lillard and even McCollum, who had an amazing game last time. Um, There's only one both, thing that could make that series better, is if ESPN finds where Darko Milicic is and gets him in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> court, court side seats. They, they make an exception and let him into the bubble. He, he took the tip-off. Yeah, let him – exactly. That would be let him best. do the tip-off. Oh, man. <laughs> I think Nurkic is going to be the X factor because the Lakers is a huge talent. Whatever you say, like I'm all for momentum. I think Lillard's amazing, but if if, if they can't stop Karis Levert from getting to the rim, how are they going to stop Anthony Davis, LeBron from getting to the rim? 
Right. Uh, at the, the end of the day, you know, baseball is a momentum game, right? Like you, a team, a wild card team could catch steam and make it all the way to the World Series. Basketball is a talent sport. And, and uh, say what you want about LeBron, he is freakishly talented, and Anthony Davis might be even more talented than him. Uh, so yep. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun. Yep. It's going to be fun to watch. Listen, guys, thank you very much. Thursday coming up this week, we got uh, Lake Jamison episode. And if you haven't checked already, you haven't uh, looked on our Instagram page, we got those Mike Trouts that Blake Jamison did with Ben Bowler. We got a couple giveaways going. We're going to give one away every day this week. Tomorrow's our one-month anniversary on this. So, uh, big week very for nice. us. Thank you, guys. Have fun watching check, the playoffs. Check out his page, at Rips Cards. And before we say uh, goodbye on this episode, listen, interact with us, right? I mean, if you check out our Twitter feeds or our, our, or our, uh, our Insta feeds, you know, somebody says hello, somebody says I'm looking for this, I'm likely to just give it away for free. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.